<laughs> so two nights ago, the internet sort of went ablaze with a single word. Was that word snap? No, it wasn't. Was that word COVID? No, no, it wasn't. Was I thought you were going to go with like, this, was it snap? Was it crackle? Maybe pop? <laughs> no. None of those Rice Krispies oriented words. <laughs> uh, the word, the word was entanglement out of all words. <laughs> yeah. Entanglement, which sounds like uh, a late 90s thriller to me. <laughs> and who would star in that? <laughs> Um, Will Smith ah. and Jada. <laughs> Here's a story. And Julia Roberts and Julia Roberts. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, here's a story about two people who opened a club and a third got involved, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's a, it's like a legal drama, too. Right? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, from the creators of The Firm and The Pelican Brief. <laughs> Entanglement, you know. <laughs> and it's just like the poster is like that shitty, like, late 90s, early 2000s, like, uh, Photoshop deal where they, it would just be like the two actors' faces, like, Bad Company and Some of All Fears, where it's just like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> the yellow and the orange, like, flames and, like, th their faces rising out of the darkness or some shit. Oh, my God, yes. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Oh. Entanglement. <laughs> Rated, why doesn't she want me, man? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's so fucked up. Uh, I mean, we got to talk about the 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 one frame it wasn't even a a photograph the one frame from this video that has been captured and multiplied probably billions of times around the planet by now of will smith actually sitting at this oh just for some context we're talking about a red table talk that jada pinkett smith has um on facebook live um she does it on a uh, consistent basis and discusses you know, some pretty, uh, I'm not going to say taboo, but often not discussed issues that might affect women, marriages, uh, people of color. And uh, this week uh, she was talking about her and Will Smith's uh, separation from a few years ago, uh, at least temporary separation. I think maybe from like two, it was in 2014. And uh, the subject of... Uh, extramarital activities came up. Yes. Uh, simply because uh, the the third party in this uh, particular conversation, I forget this. I think he's a rapper. I forget his name. Um, August August Alcina. August Alcina. Yeah, that's something I would never yeah. never remember or care to. Uh, he he had brought up the fact that he and Jada had you know. Uh, spend some time together to put it nicely and smashed her like an Idaho potato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good with butter in the middle. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, they, so then they were discussing it on, on this red table talk. And, uh, when, when Jada, you know, uh, owned up to it, it wasn't like a, a secret. It's not like, Will didn't really know about it beforehand. Um, she kind of, you know, 
owned it and the look on his face <laughs> was just i don't know if it's that one frame being taken out of context i can't imagine it's not um but he was just like god damn yeah i know right we're discussing like, my wife's my wife's uh yeah, my wife <laughs> temporary temporary other man or uh, uh, let's put it more in context like temporary other fling it's not like right it's not like he was taking care of her or anything like that she's more than capable of taking care of herself you're listening to the robots versus taxes program on radio free brooklyn yes that's right now i'm your host pablo morale martinez and with me is ernesto mancibo Yes, the incomparable, the invincible, the goddamn handsome. You are a handsome man. Oh, you are only... (laughs) How much have you had to drink today, my friend? I don't think those new... Nothing. I don't think those new glasses of yours are working. I'm going to put it that way. (laughs) And where can I get a pair? (laughs) Uh, Hi-oh. Because I just look in the mirror and cry. Anyway. um, so stop it. um, So... But uh, yeah, this film, I got to tell you, man, I'm going to be honest. When you first recommended it, I was just like, oh, man, is this another like intelligent film? Uh, Because when I know because when I watch (laughs) movies, I mean, look, I I, I just want to clear it up for the listeners. So I don't, you know, uh, stereotype myself. You know, I love to read. I dive into like a lot of political stuff, a lot of technical stuff. I'm not (laughs) I'm not a dullard. By any stretch of the imagination, no matter what my exes tell you. Uh, but when I watch movies, I like to zone out. Just simple stuff, preferably sci-fi, but, you know, entertainment. And right. uh, when Pablo suggested this movie and I saw that it was in black and white, I was just like, fuck, this might have some substance to it. Why the hell? You know, <laughs> but I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it's, it's, uh, I'm not going to steer you wrong. I know that you're just like, after we reviewed The Last Black Man in San Francisco, <laughs> you were just like, no more. Um, no, 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 no. It's, it's, you, you can, you can definitely <laughs> throw that stuff in from time to time. I was just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I was just maybe in a mood that week. But, um, but Ed Wood, I got to say, man, it, it started off from the very beginning. Uh, it definitely had that Tim Burton feel. I mean, what Johnny Depp was doing with his face the whole movie made me wonder if this was partially done in claymation because it was so <laughs> it was so creepy. Even when it was resting, it was just so creepy. He's very animated in this movie, and yeah, he he does have kind of have um. I think it's because he's working with false teeth, ah. so that way he pulls them out. He pulls them off. Um, uh, but yeah, I really, uh, this is one of my like favorite underdog movies, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird because I, I mean, spoiler skipping to the end, uh, like as soon as, uh, we get to the end, we like through credits, it's revealed that, you know, they show a picture of, of Ed Wood, not really Ed Wood, but Johnny Depp is Ed Wood. And they say he died of alcoholism and like poor and penniless and shit like that. Um, and, uh. But still, like, it ends on a high note, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 
I didn't do any research uh, beforehand on this film. I just saw like a brief trailer and then went right into it. So all throughout the movie, I kept asking myself, like, are these people real? Like, did this actually happen, or is oh, so yeah, yeah, or yeah. is this a story that Tim Burton just like just fell out of his head, you know? And when it was revealed at the end that like all these people were real, um, I was just like, holy shit, Hollywood has always been a uh, a wacky place. And I what really started to make me um, lean toward you know, oh, this is an actual; these were actual real people and real events. Uh, where when they recreated some of the shots of some of his, you know, some of his movies within this movie, I was just like, I've seen this somewhere, like from old, uh, old clips of black and white movies. Like I know I've seen this somewhere, you know. Um, so yeah, that was a, uh, it was a pleasant. Was it a pleasant surprise? It was. It was. Uh, it opened my eyes. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he. I think he was the 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 forefather of like you know bad movies. Um, hmm. Because uh, uh, his movies, let me tell you, I've seen a few of his movies. I've seen Glenn or Glenda. I've seen um, uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. All because uh, I watched this movie first, um, and I was just like, oh, I have to see this guy's movies, and they are fucking terrible. <laughs> Like a terrible in a way that's just like, oh, you failed, you know? <laughs> oh, shit. Because uh, cause like using like hubcap type, you know, um, uh, you know, hubcaps as UFOs and, you know, dangling them from fishing wire. And then, you know, the acting is atrocious. The sets are awful. Uh <laughs> The sets, dude. In that, there's there's a there's a movie called uh no I'm sorry in Plan Nine from Outer Space, right? There's definitely like a scene in which there's two pilots in a cockpit, <laughs> and I don't know if you remember they recreated that in Ed Wood yeah. where they're just like, and then people are just like that doesn't look like a cockpit at all. It's just, when the actor, cause it, I'm sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. When the actor approached him and he was just like, uh, Mr. Wood, where's the, um, where's the airplane cockpit set? And he was just like, it's right there. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just two chairs, like with like this wood backing and, and a, and a door opening. Um, it was, no, there's, there, it's a curtain. There's curtains. Oh. It's like, just like, <laughs> It's like a set of curtains. <laughs> but let me ask you this. Um, uh, given the age that we now live in, would Ed Wood's bad movies have had more success had they come out now? Had he been? I think he would have had like probably a three picture deal with the asylum, like those <laughs> asylum people. <clears throat> They're just like, let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Uh, he would have been seen as kind of like a Roger Corman type. um Roger Corman, also a schlock pastor, ah. um, schlock pastor, <clears throat> schlock master. Oh, oh, I thought you said schlock yeah. pastor. I was just like, that's <laughs> that's like a high level of of schlock mastery. You're yeah, you're like right. religious with your schlock. Anyway, yeah, you're religiously schlocky. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, tell me, tell tell me, uh, did you? So you enjoyed the film? You enjoyed? I did. It? I, I enjoyed it immensely. It was. Um, there were times, there were times, <laughs> ow, my face. Uh, there were, uh, <laughs> for those of you who can't see us, uh, his uh, phone just fell down. So, 
I was pretending I got hurt. Just just cut that joke out. <laughs> just cut this joke yeah, out. Just yeah. Cut, so, yeah, I'm just coding, cutting that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, as, as I was watching the film, I thought that there were going to be points where I could feel distracted, like my attention could wander. But uh, surprisingly, it didn't. Like every character had this certain uh, colorfulness to them that made me wonder what they were going to say next from Ed Wood to um, Sarah Jessica Parker's uh, character, Dolores Fuller. Um, of course, Bill Murray, who just played his role brilliantly. I mean, he he didn't have that many lines, but every time he was... No. Every time he was on screen, it was just like, what's he... One of his most memorable lines was when they were all getting baptized. Yes. yes. And the... And the that's the heater, the deacon or the pastor or whatever he was holding him. He was just like, do you accept Jesus life into your uh, do, do you access? I'm oh, sorry. Do you accept Jesus Christ into your life as your personal savior? And he was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it, he said it in a way that only Bill Murray could yeah, say only it. <laughs> Bill Murray could say it. Oh man, I, and I I, I kind of love his character because he's a he's a trans character that um that they don't really like it's 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 kind of ahead of its time because they tr- they don't treat they don't call like a lot of attention to it and they don't make him the butt of the joke like he's the one that dispenses the jokes mm. Um, mm. and um, that's that's kind of what I found really charming about his character but still um but yeah yeah uh th- that part uh, there was that that part where he's like um where he's talking about uh you know having his sexual reassignment surgery at the at the wrestling match <laughs> yes um <laughs> where they find their their actor tor johnson oh my god that dude played by it was played by uh, uh greg the animal steel no george the animals george the animal Steel. it was yeah. it was a g there somewhere yeah yeah <laughs> my memory my my wrestling memory is going but uh George, pretty sure the, yeah. George the animal. So I was just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, from eighties wrestling, man, eighties wrestling. Pretty sure I'm pretty sure I saw him fight Hacksaw Jim Duggan on like WWF's at the time WWF Superstars mm-hmm. um, on Saturday morning. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, there was that whole moment in the in the wrestling match where he's just like talking about he's just like. Uh, you know, I was I I was inspired by your movie Glenn or Glenda, which is a horrible piece of shit movie. <laughs> and he's just like, I just yeah, I just realized at that point I needed to take action. Goodbye, penis. And then you know, <laughs> you see Sarah Jessica Parker as the, the ultimate square. She's like, well, keep your voice down. You know? <laughs> um, oh shit, man. Uh, uh, and, and can I say that this is. It was refreshing to see Sarah Jessica Parker in this kind of role because I I mainly know her from Sex in the City and right. Right. her character on Sex in the City annoys the absolute shit out of me. Like I can't yeah. I just I can't stomach it, you know. I'm sure that she you know played it brilliantly or whatever, but uh, I don't know, just found her annoying. But in this movie, her <laughs> her willingness to just she you could tell that she wanted to do anything just to be in film like she was gung-ho about it and then to discover that her director slash boyfriend ed wood was also a cross-dresser um right 
and her utter like what's the word uh rage at <laughs> at discovering like this whole it's it's like she discovered a whole other person she was just like well first of all it was hilarious when she was just like well that's why my sweater is always stretched out <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because they cut you see you watch an earlier scene and she's wearing that angora sweater and it's like hanging off her shoulders <laughs> like it's like it looks so misshapen i love it i love that whole thing his love of angora <laughs> is is really funny but her um but she really wasn't able to wrap her head around it. She was just like, you're some sort of fucking freak. And I mean, I was fully expecting her to at some point be like, would you just be a man or something like that? Like yeah. she had that kind of energy to her. And then she still hung in there, though, even when she got removed uh, from her role as the, you know, the leading lady as, of the film. Yeah, as Janet Lawton in uh, in. <laughs> Whatever, whatever the fuck. I think it was Glenn or Glenda. At, oh, my God. And she lost that role. And she was just like, fine. I'll just be the fucking. Um, the, the mail, the clerk. The clerk. Like, she was just a secretary. Or yeah. Something like that. And then when they wrapped that film, she just lost it. She was just yeah. like, you people are making terrible movies. You're all freaks. <laughs> and then she just got the fuck like, out of there. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, like, if anybody, if if there was ever like uh, uh, a killjoy in a movie, it's definitely her character. <laughs> um, because like, I was just like, before that first uh, during my initial watch, I was just like, look, everybody's having so much fun. And then I love Bill Murray's uh, reaction where he's just like, he goes up to and he sees that um, um, uh, Ed Wood, you know, Johnny Depp is uh, dancing around. He's doing like a, a kind of a, a dance of the seven veils kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, in in full drag. Uh, and um, and he looks at her. He looks at Dolores Fuller. He looks at uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and he, her face is like boiling. <laughs> like she looks like a fucking tea kettle. Um <laughs> And he's just like he slowly backs off, but like in this way that kind of reminds me of how like Simpsons characters kind of back off, <laughs> like when there's something strange happening, they're just like oh, you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, her character was great. Uh, let let's uh, let's talk about. Um, I mean, there's there's two stars in this. There's, of course, we talk about Ed Wood, mm -hmm. but there is. Some uh, a movie star in here that shines so bright, and I'm talking about Bella fucking Lugosi. Oh man. my god, uh, <laughs> dude! Tell me that wasn't fucking like his performance that by uh um fuck his name is Martin Landau. Martin Landau, that's right. Martin Landau's performance—he won an Oscar for this, and deservedly so. He was uh, because amazing. he is yeah he turns it a fucking heater of a performance. Um, like you just forget he's Martin Landau. He doesn't even look like Martin Landau in this movie. He really doesn't. Uh, I thought he w no. I thought he was like the actual guy. Like I thought he was. Uh, oh, well, Bella goes. Yeah, I was just like, holy yeah. shit! Like, <laughs> did, yeah. they dig this guy up? Like, what's what's going on? You know, <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah, nobody gives two fucks for Bella. You know, <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines of that. <laughs> That whole shit. 
like um he it's he plays it so like um it's 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 a crazy tightrope of a performance because it's so big but at the same time it's so tragic mm. what happens to his character um to the uh, which basically is what happened to the actual Bell Lugosi. Mm. Uh, he was um the first I think the first ever celebrity to ever check into rehab. Wow. Yeah. Um and uh and the, yeah there's a moment in the in the movie where Edward goes to visit Bell Lugosi in rehab and um he's sitting all frail on the edge of this bed and that's actually taken from a real life still picture. Um from when Bell Lugosi was it was sitting his days out in rehab. So mm. Yeah. Wow. So wow. But anyways, like like uh, the the go the uh, you know, addiction, the horrible tragedy addiction story aside, like this is kind of like a uh, uh make or break kind of movie about like, you know, people who just want to make movies and have this hopeful like can-do spirit. That can never say die in the face of adversity, <laughs> despite the fact that like they have no talent and shouldn't be in this business to begin with. It's like they, man, they they didn't listen to anybody, and I I couldn't help but just admire that. It was just nobody, almost nobody on this cast had any real talent. Nobody knew what they were doing. First of all, they were just, yeah. and it's just luck just kept falling into their laps, especially the tens of thousands of dollars of <laughs> of studio backing. I was just like, and then they would run out, and then something else would happen. It was just like Ed Wood. He doesn't he doesn't believe in failure. He's just no, he does. He's all in. He just barrel barrels through it. Gives all the lines to the Swedish, you know, fucking uh, wrestler. As a detective, <laughs> remember? Do you do you remember that 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 in while he's shooting the movie, those two cops, like the the two movie cops, show up and he's they're talking to Tor Johnson's detective character, mm-hmm. and he's just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> 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 and the studio, the the cat, the evangelical, the evangelical producers are just like, why did you give him all the lines? <laughs> He's just like, well, nobody else will say the lines that I give them, so I gave the lines to him. It's just like, oh my god, what a shit show! Oh shit! Oh man, it was uh, uh, that that was amazing. I, I, you look at that, just like that really happened. That really happened on set. Um, I'm wondering how much artistic license they took uh, with the events in this film, but it just seemed like everybody was so wacky, so. I mean, like I said, like I just said uh, before, you can't as as much of a train wreck as it is, you can't help but to admire people like that, whether it's uh, Ed Wood or uh, dude who made the room. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. It's like these people, they're just like, I I just want to do this. Like, yeah. fuck what a Rudy Ray Moore. The exact. There you go. It's like. Yeah. It's like, fuck what everybody else says. I'm just going to do this. Um, and then they do it. And then it's only years later that their work is admired on some level, you know? So, yeah, there there's a cult following for Ed Wood's films. I mean, like there was. Um, uh, there's definitely an acquired taste. I mean, like there this these movies 
the movies you were watching, which is basically like uh, retellings or like, you know, fictionalized, uh, romanticized accounts of like these directors that fought the system and won in their own respect. The movies that they made are by not any stretch of the imagination for the wider audiences. This these movies are sh- are bad. <laughs> like they're shit. They're they're fucking schlock is not a like it's schlock and it's shit. <laughs> I mean it's it's laughably bad. Um dude, if you've ever seen Plan 9 for, from Outer Space, there's this moment where um you know, they they shoot um they use the the final reel of uh, Bell Lugosi being alive mm-hmm. coming out of his house and and smelling a flower and then that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie <laughs> if you watch plan 9 from outer space that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie and somehow you know uh when that uh dentist co- oh no that chiropractor comes out masquerading as bell lugosi hiding his face mm-hmm. he still looks nothing like bell lugosi <laughs> at all <laughs> Oh shit! Oh shit! Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, now I really want to look into uh, Ed Wood's uh, background. Like, did he go to film school? Do you know? I don't think. So. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I on you know I I honestly don't know enough about Ed Wood's like training formal training <laughs> in film, which is hilarious for me to say because his movies are fucking shit. Um. But uh, 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 yeah, I I don't know uh, which what kind of training he got. I know he was like a jo- like he was a jobber on like uh, uh, movie sets and stuff. That's how much. That's how he got access to all this stock footage. You know. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, I think he just depended on like you know uh, directors of photography or DPs. Um, <laughs> That's a that's a dolomite joke. Um, uh, for DPs to to like do their job uh, to get everything in focus, and even that is kind of you know hit or miss in his films. But uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, I I really I really love this movie. Um, I love that. Uh, I I love his his like his voice is happy even when he's not like he talks he talks to that that movie producer who he like he he pitches a bunch of movies to and they all sound like shit remember <laughs> yes he's just like i got a slew of ideas for you i got a slew of movies for you like get this there's he's and the producer's like hit me he's just like okay the ghoul goes west what is <laughs> like Doctor Dracula, you know, Bride <laughs> of the Adam? These these movies sound like shit. Um, and then that producer, he calls our producer back, and he's like, "Did you get the chance to see my movie? You know, Glenn or Glenda?" And then um, it, the producer is like, "You don't hear what he's saying, but he's like, oh, worst movie you ever saw, huh? <laughs> you know." <laughs> he's like, "Oh well, you know, my next one will be better." He's, yeah. It's like, hello? <laughs> also, there's some great character shit from fucking um remember that sh- that schlock producer that hires him to do the Glenn or Glenda movie? Mm-hmm. Um where they're just like um uh, he's like I don't have I don't want to, you know, uh I don't want 
to hire someone who has a burning desire to tell a personal story. I make movies like Chain Girls, you know? <laughs> it's shit. I don't give a shit about art, you know? <coughs> and then uh and then that producer comes back and basically tells uh tells Ed Wood that his movie was like sucked. <laughs> He's just like, nobody's ever going to see that piece of shit. And the next time I see you, I'll kill you, you know? <laughs> and Edward's just like, oh, well, I guess uh, I guess it's just on to the next thing, you know? And Yeah, I know. Exactly, I, right? Just waits, He's just like, I guess I'm just going to have to make another movie. Just waits for opportunity to fall. I mean, like, how how much did he pursue uh, Vampirella? Um yeah. And uh, Vampira, excuse me. And she, yeah, no. And you know, she kept like, like you know, being like, "Get the fuck out of my face! Who are you? Like, yeah, who are you?" And uh, he even, he even oh, the gall after his breakup with uh, uh, Sarah Jessica's character, he calls her up after he saw her finish on TV live and asked her on a date i was like the balls on this guy he's just yeah i know right like, remember me at the party when i tried to get you she's like oh yeah you and she's like he's like yeah. <laughs> he's like i was wondering if we could you know go out sometimes she's like on a date <laughs> he's like yeah like listen you're a nice guy but you're not my type it's just like yeah exactly oh, all right well whatever uh, but in the end like he saw that she got fired from that show for whatever reason and he was just like, good, she's free. <laughs> yeah, because the, the, the time of that, that kind of uh, horror host kind of ended. Like, it became very niche. Uh. And people were just like, ah, whatever, who cares? Um, and, you know, these, these, uh, these so-called quote-unquote freaks fall through the cracks and end up creating a little community together. <laughs> <laughs> um which I love. I mean, I love that Vampira ended up with the with the uh, you know with the uh, Ed Wood's crew, of like uh, what what did uh, what did Dolores Fuller call them? She's uh, misfits and dopeheads. <laughs> um, I see you've got your regular crew of misfits and dopeheads here. <laughs> Ed Wood Industries, the mark of quality. I love her disdain. It's just utter disdain for anything that he's doing. <laughs> Oh shit, man! That was hilarious. Um, Vampira, man, I uh, she definitely reignited my uh, my uh, my fascination with uh, goth girls, goth women, and stuff. Mm. She looks so good. The actress that plays her is, does such a great job. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, she only has a few lines, but uh, man, she looks so good in this she does what's her name i think she her name is lisa marie um and i think she was she was dating uh tim burton oh yeah for a while she's all yeah she's also in um uh, she's also in fucking that horrible planet of the apes movie with mark Wahlberg. was she the Uh, the female ape no, she was she was a a a stripper ape remember (laughs) Uh, there's a there's a moment where that movie sucks. Uh, the stripper ape. Oh my god. There's a moment. There's there. There's this, oh, that movie's so fucking terrible. There's this moment where there's this chase scene, and Mark Wahlberg is running through like various like um, ape houses and shit like that, and he runs past like an, an a, a stripper ape doing a strip show for some. 
for a bunch of apes who are, I think, throwing money on the stage. Oh like, she's fucking... <laughs> Wow. Oh, fuck that movie. How do, I hate fucking Planet of the Apes. How do you, how that, do you, that Mark Wahlberg one. How do you even audition for that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm here I'm here for to audition for the stripper ape. Oh, jeez. <laughs> she was also in um in Mars Attacks. She was the she was <gasps> That's right. the robot That's right. Martian girl yes. thing. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, she had the coolest like that weird like walk oh, yeah. where she was like sa- sashaying and sometimes like when no one when uh they when uh uh Martin Short was turned like she was about to kill Martin Short's character he turns around and she does it really fast like she <laughs> sashays really quickly i thought that was hilarious like oh man um i actually kind of i have a soft spot for that movie um it's uh it knows not to take itself seriously, un- yeah. unlike Planet of the Apes uh, with with yeah. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I'm I'm convinced that like after um, Tim Burton made Ed Wood, he just started making Ed Wood movies because <laughs> there was Mars Attacks, which is clearly an homage to an Ed Wood movie, hmm. and then he made a uh, Planet of the Apes, which is just a high budget Ed Wood movie. So that movie sucked. It did. It really, really sucked. Um, yeah, it fucking sucked. I'm glad. I, I got to say, uh, because it was so bad, and then the subsequent uh, Planet of the Apes uh, trilogy that came out years later was so good, um, I kind of feel like it wiped Mark Wahlberg's uh, version off of the map, sort of. It's been relegated to some sort of like uh film anomaly that's that's just my opinion and i and i'm pretty yeah. sure that mark Wahlberg hopes that the same thing happened <laughs> yeah he doesn't he doesn't give a shit he's just like you know he's still you know he's at home eating one of his Wahlbergers, <laughs> just uh you know practicing his lines for the next transformers movie <laughs> i think we found the transformer <laughs> I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes. And uh, I just want to let all of you people know that we are on iTunes, Spotify, and Google uh, Podcasts. Google Podcasts, yes. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> fucking this up. Uh, but yeah, please, um, if you're on iTunes, write us a review. Tell us how lovely our show is and how enamored you are with our voices. Or perhaps how offended you are. We want to hear from you. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, write us an email also. We're at robotsversustaxes at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. Is that good? That sounds good. Listen in. Yeah, thank you. Only on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> but uh, anyway, shall we switch over to uh, Dolomite is my name? Yeah, dude, let us fucking go. Oh, man. I love this fucking movie. So I love good. It. I regret not seeing it earlier as you uh, told me to, like last year. Yeah. You're just like, this movie's yeah. good. Watch it. And I'm just like, uh, I'll get around to it, you know. From from the giddy up, I was just like, "Oh man, I'm feeling the 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 look of this film, 
the characters, their approaches to life, um, especially uh, Eddie Murphy's character. Um, it was, I, I don't, I, it's hard to put into words, but uh, I felt like it captured, okay, uh, this is the way I'll put it. Um, uh, unlike Ed Wood, which takes place, what, 1920s, 1930s? Okay, yeah. so uh, uh, Dolomite is my name takes place, you know, around 60s, 70s. Um, that era when uh, black exploitation movies uh, are starting to come out. And uh, Eddie Murphy's character sort of reflects uh, a certain aspect of black America at the time. And this, you know, spoke to me in certain ways because we. Uh, there's a romantic a, a romant a romanticizing of the culture and that area era uh that was full of struggle yet full of creativity and hope um especially from the black community so we're following Eddie Murphy's character uh named Rudy in this film and yeah Rudy Ray Moore and he's just he is a like uh this host slash stand-up comedian at a local bar um and he's just trying to find his way you can tell that he's been uh in the area trying to strike it big for a long time but it's just not happening for him and he is he's another lightning rod for inspiration in the most um uh inconspicuous places or unlikely places and he comes across a homeless guy who frequents uh, the record store, which is his other job uh, that he works uh, to make ends meet. And this homeless man tells a brief story before he leaves, uh, a, sort of a, a rhyming tale of a character named Dolomite. And everybody else is just like, ah, this guy's fucking crazy. Da, da, da. And Eddie Murphy's just like, huh, that was a good story. So he finds him in the slum somewhere and he brings money and a bottle full of hooch. And he's just like, yeah, tell me, uh, tell me more about your stories. And he, he records like as much as he can. Um, and then he adds his own like flavor to it. Oh, yes. I, I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Um, I part of me was wondering, it's just like, is this. Would this be considered plagiarism or is it just like sort of abstract uh, slash derivative kind of creativity? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I I um, I consider it like uh, it's an homage kind of. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I guess you could call it plagiarism. But at the same time, it's just like... Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's stealing. But I feel like uh, at that point, I was just like, who cares, right? <laughs> Everybody steals from everybody, right? <laughs> so the fact that he stole a lot of, like, his, his basically created this character from the ground up based on these, the, these basically these homeless street poets mm -hmm. and homeless comedians and stuff like that, I think kind of gave a voice to this... Um, like this character that that kind of was larger than life, mm -hmm. and I was just like, you know what? If you if you steal, 
why not steal from the best? I mean, I don't know. I I I think that that it's 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 uh, it's naive to steal to say, uh, oh, um, you know, um, don't fucking steal jokes and this and that, and then like, yeah, of course, you can't go around being like a Carlos Mencia type where Ooh. you're just blatantly stealing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, nice I know. Nice one, I know. nice one. <laughs> yeah, you can't because uh, the thing I respected the most was like, yeah, he he um, he 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 recorded these homeless uh, you know, guys like all doing riffing and stuff like that. But he added his own spin on. He it, did, right? He did. That's true. Um, and uh, that's kind of what I respect because it, it it turned it not so much into like blatantly ripping off these guys. He turned it into like. Something that was like both in a, like stealing, yeah, but he kind of turned it into like an homage, and he was like influenced by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that was really cool. Just his process. Not a lot of movies really do that. They always cut to like montage of like the characters, like you know that horrible Queen movie where it's just like you know all of a sudden we're just successful because we got the chops, <laughs> um, and it never like focuses on like. Well, how did you create this song? How did you build this this these this band from the ground up? It's always just like cut to a montage of us being successful, and then it's like oh the 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 downside the downward spiral, mm, you know. Mm, gotcha. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I I really that that part I enjoyed. Um, so. Uh, yeah, uh, when when well, Rudy uh, met uh, Lady Reed, uh, that was that was such an interesting scene. I mean, he Rudy sees Lady Reed across um, this performance venue arguing with a man who slaps her at a certain point, and you could see that Rudy's just like, "Oh man, that's harsh." And then Lady Reed turns right around and knocks this guy the fuck out, and. This yeah. was the point that, you know, uh, Rudy was thoroughly impressed by this woman. And, you know, and who, who couldn't be either because she was not she was not fucking around. And they their interaction at the bar afterward uh, was really interesting because I personally thought that he was going to um, somehow use her because um, there's something there's something slimy about Rudy. Um, yeah. It's hard to put my finger on it, but he's not slimy in the way where he's looking to fuck people over per se. He's just willing to do whatever it takes to get to his goal. And by whatever it takes, meaning like putting everything he has on the line, everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like yeah is he is he slimy kind of but he's also kind of like there's there's nothing like anti-heroic about him Mm. he's a he's kind of like um i mean he's not like ed wood in any way shape or form uh, uh other than being the underdog of his story um and he's definitely had more success than ed wood ever had um but uh uh you know, there's this kind of the movie treats him like this, this heroic, like 
hero from like this this heroic kind of aspirational guy from the get-go because he's like yeah he tells you know fucking foul mouth stories <laughs> and you know um he knows a certain amount of hoes and shit like that so uh <laughs> but it, it's like but he's he's just like he's making ends meet and like he's and when he looks at at uh lady reed um, by the way, their relationship was like treated with such care and so tender, and I really wanted them to end up together. Um, I thought they were, and then, and yeah. then they didn't, and I was just like, yeah. "Wow, this is cool!" Like, the the this was just like support. I, I don't know. It was it was hard to put my my finger on it, but uh, I loved it. I loved the dynamic because I I was expecting one thing, and I got something much better. Yeah, I mean, uh, because uh, I loved Lady Reed's character so much. Uh, her, uh, she's played by Divine Joy Randolph, and I think that her, as an actress, like she's a fucking talent. Yes, right. Yes, um, because she conveys like hardness, but at the same time, she has this like such a vulnerable side that kind of melts. It, like, it makes me, like, so, like, oh, man, she's so fucking cool. Like, when she's, like, uh, towards the end of the movie when uh, he's, like, um, I don't know what I'm, what I'm you know, when uh, when Rudy Ray Moore calls her up and he's, like, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know what to do, man. You know, I'm not, I was never a star. And she's, like, well, you'll always be a star to me. I was, like, come God on, man. Damn. That is such awesome support. Oh, God. <laughs> And when yeah. and when Rudy was uh, and this and I love this uh, this part of Rudy's character, um, when he realized that the following day he was g- going to be filming a sex scene for his movie, um, he he sort of like checked in. He was just like, for the first time, you really saw him vulnerable. He was just like, wait a minute, I am not I am not anything that anybody <laughs> wants to see in a sex scene. He was just like the fuck am I going to do? And he's talking to uh, Lady Reed and um, she's just like, well, why don't you just do it the way that you've done everything else? Like, don't make it a sex scene. Like, make it funny. And he's just like, and his eyes open. He was just like, oh shit. Like, this is what I do. I can do that, you know? And I didn't know what to expect. So when they started the sex scene and they slowly like brought in all the funny elements, I was just like, this is genius. This is literally a stroke of you genius. Have to see, you, you have to see the actual Dolomite movie. Oh, my God. When that happens, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, we, we do we have to like watch. We have to watch Dol- the actual Dolomite movie. That actually happens. Um <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the characters, the side characters of this movie, because yeah, like Eddie Murphy brings everybody in this movie brings their a game. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, even the smallest characters. Um, like I have to say, I love Keegan Michael Key yes. in this movie. Hell yes. <laughs> as Jer- as the screenwriter Jerry Jones, <laughs> I fucking because I was just like you know as kind of like an aspiring screenwriter myself. Like if I were to hear about the changes that were being brought to my script, like Rudy, like Dolomite wants to have in his movie, <laughs> I'd be I'd I'd react the same way, right? It's just like I'm trying to make something real. I'm trying to make something for the streets, <laughs> you know. 
And then they're just like, yeah, 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 but let's put in some kung fu and some exorcism and shit. <laughs> and it's just be like. <laughs> it's like exorcism. <laughs> and then when the whole love scene thing happens, he's just like, I wrote a tender, like, graceful love scene. And you've turned it into a, a farce, you know? <laughs> and Wesley Snipes' character was just like, yeah, but it was funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about Wesley Snipes? Oh, he man. Is the Bill, he is the Bill Murray of this movie. Uh, and Bill Murray is the Wesley Snipes of Ed Wood. Because it's, it, they're, they steal almost every single scene they're in. Wesley Snipes' character um, of Derville Martin was, yeah. was something... It, it really drove home again that Wesley Snipes is an actor. He yes. don't get it twisted. Don't think that he's only Blade or anything like that. This guy, he is trained. He's had a long career, um, and he he just brought it. Like I I couldn't imagine the movie without him. He he uh, he added this level of flavor and tension. To tell you the truth, because he wasn't exactly like on board no let, let me let me be more clear about it he wasn't on board with uh no. <laughs> with uh rudy's project he was just like yo this is a paycheck and uh this is what i'm gonna do oh i i can be director that's power that's a that's a credit on my resume and you know he he <laughs> he showed up he showed up yeah he showed up <laughs> He showed up. Basically, <laughs> the way I saw the way I saw uh, Wesley Snipes' character was his name, Dervell Martin. Dervell Martin. Um, Derville is us. Like he's the audience, right? <laughs> yes. He's like, what the fuck is this? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, there's this amazing exchange both him and the the uh, director of photography, the DP, mm-hmm. right? Um, they have where um, Eddie Murphy is shooting his big action scene and he's just like <laughs> doing pseudo kung fu because because th- that's a real life fact. Rudy Ray Moore didn't know kung fu and, uh, and, and he, he sh- basically just made it up on the spot. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, and he goes, uh, he's like, cut. Is there any angle <laughs> that you can shoot this in? Where that uh, he actually looks like he's kicking someone, <laughs> and then the director of photography turns to him. And he's just like, "No such angle exists." <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking died. I fucking died laughing, man. That was hilarious. And and the look on his face. He, he just he just full resignation and acceptance. He was just like, "All right." Let's make this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and remember when he's like, he's a, he's shooting another scene and then they're just like, uh, and then he turns around. He's just like, what'd you think about that? You know, Eddie Murphy turns around. He's like, what'd you think about that scene? He was like, I don't see why we should do that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, he is the voice of reason in this whole shit show he is like you know he's just bringing realness to everyone uh, all the way up to his very last uh scene in the film when 
they they finished the film within within this movie and uh, like immediately um uh Durville uh gets up he leaves he's just like all right everybody um you know good work uh you, you could tell his heart's completely not in he's just like he's just looking at the door and it's just like uh good job we uh we did something here I'm paraphrasing and he's just like and I'll um I'll probably see you at the premiere. And everybody's just looking at him like, wow, this is this is the way that that sucks. This yeah. is the way the director's <laughs> going to, you know, talk to us. And he, he walks out and t- one or two beats. He comes back in and he's like, "Nah, you, you probably won't see me at the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> There's a few moments in this movie where like I just like. Like tipped over, just laughing my ass off. Because um, there is a moment before that scene that before that scene happened. There's the scene where they're they're actually playing the movie, where um, you know uh, Wesley, Sna- where Derville Martin playing bad Willie Green gets killed, like uh, and fucking Dolomite rips his guts yeah. out. <laughs> he just rips his entrails out. And fucking uh, and, and like uh, Jerry Jones has has like a cameo in it where he's just like, damn, Dolomite. <laughs> and then and then it, like there's a beat and then he shoots <laughs> Willie Green in the head. <laughs> that killed me. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. That's fucking funny shit. <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. Oh, That's so man. good. That, that, and I, I got to tell you, like I, I got uh, the whole scene where they premiered the movie um, and they were they were really uh, sort of downtrodden on the way to the premiere because uh, they were reading reviews while they were in the limo and they were just being trashed by the critics. So everybody's just like, oh, shit, you know, is this... Are, did we do this for nothing? Are we going to end up like, you know, Ed Wood and them, you know? So he... Yeah. And then they they literally can't pull up to the theater because there are so many people there. Um, there are cars, there are people waiting in line, and they've got at least two sold-out shows with a third added at 2 a.m. And it was just, I got to say, like, I got kind of emotional. I was just like, damn, they made it. You know, yeah, I know, like right? People, it's that bit, it's that sweet payoff, oh. right? Uh, where it's not as like in the movie Ed Wood, where it's like bittersweet, where it's just like he finds love, but then it cuts to credits, and then it's just like, no, he died of alcoholism <laughs> after doing a pornographic career. Um, this one was just like it just ends on a fucking high, and just to know that he made it, like that's he went on to make a bunch of movies after that. Um, all equally schlocky and, and fucking out of their mind. Um, amazing. And um, and he was kind of like Harold as, a, as like one of the godfathers of rap. Yeah. Know? Um, and uh, uh, it, it just kind of like, it, it's just such a sweet payoff. And it, it like, that that's kind of like what this, what underdog stories like this kind of make me like, uh, f- walk out of like, or just like, uh, come out of a viewing experience, being like, "Yeah, man, yeah, <laughs> that's how you do it." That's right. Um. So, uh, what is it about? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. I know <laughs> we should wrap it up. 
Um, but what is it about underdog stories that you think um, make them so so endearing? Stories like uh, My Name is Dolomite. Uh, because all of us, most of us anyway, um, at some point are the underdog. You know, we're, yeah. we're up against it and we just want to know that um, if you push hard enough and you don't give up, you win. One way or another, yeah. you win. Life finds a way. Right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Life yeah. finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I want to keep on going, but of course we gotta cut. Like we gotta cut it short. That's right. And um, uh, we'll, we'll we'll try to pick it up next week. Uh, but yeah, this is these were two dynamite movies. They were dolomite movies. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. Um, I don't think that there's a clear winner here. I think they both like, um, although I do think Dolomite would kick Ed Wood's ass. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and rip his guts out. Um, <laughs> <For sure. laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think we should, uh, we should call We should wrap it up. Yep. Yep. Uh, thank you listeners for tuning in this week and, uh, you be sure to stay safe and, uh, stay sexy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and uh, while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the week. Jogging, jogging, jog, jogging, jog, jogging my mind. Cramping, jogging, jogging out, out of time. God, I got this fancy. Just need to shift my muscle memory.